SBS, a world of difference. You're with NITV Radio, on mobile, online and on radio. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land NITV Radio broadcasts from, the Camaragal people and their elders past and present. We also acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander tribes and clans we broadcast to, from the mountains to the plains, from the desert to the sea, from fresh water to salt water. Yira Damarang, I'm your host Luana Grant and welcome to NITV Radio for this Wednesday the 4th of October. Coming up on the show today, we'll be dedicating it to the 2023 Koori Knockout, which took place over the weekend on Darkendron Country on the New South Wales Central Coast. The 51st Koori Knockout saw hundreds of people attending the four-day event at Tugra for a massive weekend of rugby league football to watch their teams go head-to-head to battle it out for a grand final win. In today's show, we'll do a wrap-up of the weekend with community interviews with Mob who attended. We also cut up with players in the juniors competition as well as winners of the men and women's teams who took the top prize. I also caught up with Minister for Indigenous Australians Linda Burney, who attended the knockout and spoke at the opening ceremony about what the knockout means to the community and also about the upcoming referendum. I also had a chat to Arnie Lynn Orchard, mother of the captain of the Wiradjuri Aboriginal Riverside, Bailey Hartwig, who made it to the grand final. I chatted to Arnie Lynn about the Wiradjuri Rivers team and what it means to her to watch her son lead a team to a grand final. All these stories and more coming to you after the latest news. Australia Day 1972 saw the first Aboriginal embassy directed outside Parliament. The native title legislation must be amended. And they've walked this land so many times before anybody came. I am sorry. In this bulletin, early voting on an Indigenous voice to Parliament continues after pre-polling stations in New South Wales, the ACT, Queensland and South Australia opened yesterday. Opposition leader Peter Dutton has made a direct appeal to migrants to vote no in the voice to Parliament referendum. And homes have been lost on the New South Wales south coast after firefighters battled a large blaze overnight. Early voting on an Indigenous voice to Parliament is continuing across Australia after pre-polling stations in New South Wales, the ACT, Queensland and South Australia opened yesterday. As of 5pm on Tuesday, almost half a million Australians had voted since early pre-polling began in the Northern Territory, Tasmania, Victoria and Western Australia on Monday. Supporters of the Yes campaign have already been warned by the Australian Electoral Commission to move signs with the same purple colour used by the AEC away from the polling booths over concerns they might mislead voters. Foreign Minister Penny Wong, speaking in support of the Yes vote at an early voting centre in Adelaide, has urged Australians to do their research following accusations of misinformation by both the Yes and No campaigns. Obviously, uh, October 14 is fast approaching and we'd encourage people uh, to engage uh, with the facts. Uh, you know, every, every Australian is entitled to their own opinion, but 
we're not each entitled to our own facts. And you can find comprehensive information about the referendum by using the SBS Voice Referendum portal at sbs.com.au slash voice referendum. Opposition leader Peter Dutton has made a direct appeal to migrants to vote no in the Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum. The No campaign says an Indigenous voice would be divisive and effectively create two classes of citizenship based on race. Campaigning in Perth, Mr Dutton says the referendum provides migrants with an opportunity to send a message. I want to say to all of those migrants uh, who have come to our country recently or uh, many generations ago uh, that this is an opportunity uh, in this campaign uh, to express your view, uh, like millions of other Australians, that we are all equal. We have a great deal of respect for our Indigenous heritage. We celebrate it regularly, as we should. Uh, but we also celebrate the great migrant story of this country. And the Prime Minister just saying that this is a simple proposition, uh, it's a nonsense. Opinion polls put the no campaign ahead with less than two weeks until referendum day. But Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says the referendum is certainly winnable. To me, the no campaign undermines its own position by the fact they want to talk about everything that this referendum isn't about and nothing about what it is. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese says a no vote in the Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum will mean Australia can't move forward. Mr Albanese is in Tasmania, where he's continuing to campaign in favour of a yes vote. He says the referendum is certainly winnable and a no result would just be a continuation of the status quo. Uh, No is what exists right now. A vote for no is saying that what exists right now is what will continue, that we can't look for a better way. And the truth is that we have to do better. Homes have been lost on the New South Wales south coast after firefighters battled a large blaze overnight. The New South Wales Rural Fire Service confirmed reports properties had been lost but were not able to say the exact number or location. There are no reports of missing people. Crews were provided with some relief when a cool southerly change moved across the fire ground in the early hours of Wednesday morning. While the fire near the popular town of Bermagui and the neighbouring Kadaji and Baraga Bay is still burning, the threat warning has been downgraded to watch and act. Speaking with the ABC, Rural Fire Service Commissioner Rob Rogers has urged residents not to be complacent as fire danger continues. It is, it is a situation where people need to stay up to date. We still have a lot of work to do. And whilst we'll see relief move through a lot of the state over the next couple of days... Still some challenging times ahead. Flash flood warnings have been added to the fire warnings in eastern Victoria after rain has started falling on bushfires raging in the state. A severe warning has been issued for damaging winds and heavy rain in central and eastern Victoria, with up to 60 millimetres expected over fires in Gippsland across Tuesday and Wednesday. Around 700 firefighters have battled more than 200 individual blazes caused by burn-offs and unattended flames. The cause of a fire around the town of Birigalong, which has grown to 17,500 hectares, is still under investigation. Victoria's State Emergency Service Agency Commander Matt Cattell has told the ABC people should treat flood warnings as seriously as fire warnings. If we do start warning about floods anywhere, please heed those warnings. Don't drive through floodwaters. It only takes 15 centimetres to float. And if you do decide to drive through floodwater, it might be the last decision you make. 
Shadow Minister Angus Taylor has said the government is not doing enough to alleviate cost of living pressures for Australian consumers struggling under high interest rates. Mr Taylor says that with continued rises in energy prices, insurance costs and council rates, making ends meet has become more of a struggle than ever, particularly for Australian families with a mortgage. This comes as Treasurer Jim Chalmers says the federal government is focused on targeted cost of living relief after the Reserve Bank decided to leave the cash rate at 4.1% for the fourth month in a row. Mr Taylor has welcomed the decision by the RBA, which hasn't ruled out further increases this year to try to bring down inflation rates of 5.2%, but says that labour policy is worsening cost of living pressures. There is much the government can do to take pressure off inflation and interest rates, competition policy. Their aversion of competition policy right now is knocking competitors out of the market, like we've seen in the airlines market, which will only raise prices, not bring them down. Industrial relations. We need an environment where workers and employees can sit down together and work out what's best, higher real wages, more productive workplaces, but that's the exact opposite of where this government is going. And in Rugby League, North Queensland Cowboys player Valentine Holmes has been suspended for one match and fined $25,000 by the NRL after he posted a photo on social media of himself with a bag of white powder. He published the post in mid-September. Holmes has been selected for the Australian Kangaroos squad and will serve the match suspension in the first test match of the upcoming Pacific Championships. And now for a look at today's weather. Perth, mostly sunny 22, Adelaide, a shower or two 16, Melbourne, showers 14, Hobart, partly cloudy 16, Albury, Wodonga, rain and a possible storm 17, Canberra, rain, possible heavy falls 20, Wollongong, showers developing 26, Sydney, showers increasing 29, Newcastle, similar conditions 32, Brisbane, a possible shower 26, Townsville, sunny 30, Cairns, partly cloudy 30, Alice Springs, sunny 25, Darwin, a shower or two, 33, and the Torres Strait Islands, mostly sunny, 31. And that is NITV Radio News. Hey guys, uh, Jackie White now, proud Baradjuri man. You're listening to NITV Radio. Let's go. SBS is updating its radio schedule. From October 5, there will be more times to listen, with repeated programming on Wednesday, Friday and Saturday at 6pm on SBS 1. To find out more, visit sbs.com.au slash audio. And what's your knockout anthem, Ben? <laughs> Give me the ball and I'll run, run the, the ball, ball up! up. <laughs> That's it! Run the ball up. Run the ball up. <laughs> There's only one. Here to run a mock. <laughs> I'm doing this for all us. Run the ball up. Run the ball up. Big noise. Yes, definitely. <laughs> the yeah, that's the one. <laughs> run the ball up by Big Noise. Say less. <laughs> oh, surely it's run the ball up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Run the ball up. Everyone knows that one. Yeah, that's mine too. Oh, it's got to be run the ball up. <laughs> Saying that. Run the ball up. <laughs> I think that's everyone's around here, I think. <laughs> Cody Walker, Bundalung. <laughs> this my team, here to run a mark. 
ain't doing this for me, I'm doing this for all us. You made the ball and I run the ball up. You fight them and I fight the next team. Hit around a mark. I ain't doing this for me, I'm doing this for all us. You made the ball and I run the ball up. Welcome back. I'm your host, Luana Grant, and you're listening to NITV Radio. Still to come on the show, a chat with Linda Burney, Minister for Indigenous Australians, who attended the Korean knockout and spoke to me about the importance of the event, the Yes campaign, and what she wants to see for our country on the 14th of October as we head towards the Voice to Parliament referendum. I also caught up with Auntie Lynn Orcher, whose son Bailey captained the Wiradjuri Aboriginal Rivers team over the weekend and made it through to the grand final. And I chat to Yinjamara Johnson, who played in his very first knockout over the weekend alongside his family. He explains what playing in the knockout means to him and his community. But first, the 2023 Koori knockout wrapped up on Monday after a massive four days of footy, culture, community and black excellence. The Newcastle Yowie's women's side took home the win in extra time to defeat the Redfern All Blacks 13-12. NITV Radio was there to capture the win and chat to a few of the players. I also caught up with captain of the women Yowie's team, Rika Lam, about the win. How does it feel to have won a knockout for the Yowies? Oh, amazing. Like, I've only come to this team this year, first knockout, and, like, I don't think there's a better team I could have been brought into. These girls are awesome, and that feeling was so good. And what's it mean to the Yowies, you know, all your fans out there in the community as well, to have won a knockout for the women's team? Yeah, it's massive. Obviously being so close to home for these girls and I know how long some of these girls have been in it wanting to win. So to do that and to do it with them, it's amazing. And do you have any shout outs to give to the people that have helped get you here today? Yeah, I think a big one to Team Anna and all our staff. Um, we definitely wouldn't have done it without them. They just kept believing in us. So many like inspirations for us and I think that's why we just didn't give up because of them. Congrats. Thank you. <laughs> it felt really good. Um, I've never won a grand final and this is my first ever women's knockout so I'm excited and I'm only 17 so I'm really happy. <laughs> How does it feel that you guys have won the grand final of the crew knockout 2023? Oh it's unreal. I just can't believe we, we got that one point and, and in two halves of extra time as well. It's just a hectic winner. I think it, it shows it's testament to you know our girls and also Redfern like how skilled the women's game is now and how much talent's out there and I hope you know to see some of these girls in in um, the NRLW one day. Akira Kelly from uh, Lapa, Sydney. Yeah, and how did the win feel today? No, it was good. Um, first knockout I've ever won. Been playing since I'm 14, so no, over the moon. Yeah, and what do you feel like this win's going to mean for women in rugby league? No, the game's just growing, like enormously. Each week, each game that goes by, the NRLW last night was quality game, footy, and tonight, uh, today just showed like how good women rugby league can play and how good it's growing. So we just heard from a few of the players from the women's Yowie team who won the women's grand final at the Koori knockout on Monday afternoon and today I'm joined by Rika Lamb, captain of the Yowies. Congratulations on the win, such an epic game and right down to the wire you guys took out the win in extra time. How did it feel? Um, yeah, it felt amazing. It was definitely a, um, you know, a tough game out there with the heat um, but for us to keep grinding to get, you know, that final win, um, yeah, it was was amazing. Um, the girls all, you know, got together and celebrated and, yeah, it was just such a special feeling. And can you just talk a little bit about the game and any standout moments for you? It was such a, you know, a physical game. Um, 
which, you know, when you play against Redfern, um, you expect nothing less. You know, they they set the platform in, um, knocked that footy for, for years and years. So um, we knew we had to muscle up physically and mentally for, you know, to prepare for that game against Redfern. And, and during the game, you know, it was very physical. Um, but the standouts was probably uh, just the hookers and, and the forwards just taking that, those tough carries, um, you know, for the backs to, to do a bit of their work as well. Yeah, and what was it like to be coached by Tamana as well? Tamana brings um, lots of experience and knowledge, to, like, you know, around the sport. So we were very honoured to be coached by um, T. He, you know, he's very, um, his style of coaching is very different to what most of us have probably experienced. He's very calm and, you know, his, his words of wisdom um, sticks, sticks to you, I guess. Um, and we, we take some of, like, we definitely t- took his advice out on the field, which, which paid off in the end. And what was it like for you personally, being the captain of the team and taking the girls through the whole weekend to the win? Yeah, I feel like, you know, such a proud moment for me as the captain um, of such an amazing group of girls, you know, the talent there. We've we seen that in every game, you know, um, from the Friday um, right through to the Monday. We've seen each girl, you know, step up to another level and, and that's all you ask as, as a captain, um, you know, being able to, to have trust and faith in the girls to to stand out in those little moments and keep pushing on um, right through to that final whistle. So, yeah, I'm very proud to have captain a, an amazing bunch of women and I'm sure a few of them will stick around for years to come. And finally, what do you think the win means for Women's Rugby League? A lot of people were watching that game, you know, the knockout footy, um, you know, it's, it's such an amazing, it's on an amazing platform now. Um, and a lot of the, you know, the younger girls being involved right through to the under-15s, you know, we had our under-15s, the always girls um, win the knockout as well. So for us to to be role models and, and inspirations to those younger girls um, coming through the ranks, you know, the pathways are there now. It's such a, um, you know, known sport for women to, and young girls to be involved in the sport. So for us, um, Yowie's girls or Yowie's women to, you know, set that platform for the younger girls to, to follow through um, is what, what we've wanted to do. And I think that we've we've done that. You know, we were around all the young girls throughout the weekends if it meant, you know, waking up extra earlier to watch their games. And then those younger girls as well, the 15s, um, Getting around us made the weekend, you know, a lot better. Um, and it's exciting times for women, you know, in rugby league with the NRLW teams there um, and the NITV, you know, um, showcasing uh, the games on live television to for, for those Aboriginal girls to get that little bit of exposure as well for opportunities, hopefully, in, in those NRL pathway systems. Yeah, amazing. Well, thanks so much for joining me today, sis, and congratulations again to you and the team on the win. Thank you.
And the men's grand final was won by Walgett Aboriginal Connection, who defeated Wiradjuri Aboriginal Rivers 22-12. Wiradjuri Aboriginal Rivers have been competing in the knockout for three years, and this was their first time making it through to the grand final. So congratulations to all the boys from down on Wiradjuri country representing the mob. And NITV Radio was there to have a chat to a few of the Walgett players about the win. The Walgett's just won the 2023 knockout. How does it feel? Yeah, it feels amazing. It's my first knockout win and uh, it's a fair few of the boys' first knockout win. It's unreal and it's unreal for the community and everyone here supporting us. And what does it mean to the community to win the knockout? Mate, it means everything. Like We're a big family side. Everyone thinks we're the money team. No one gets paid. Dead set. We're all one family model. Mightn't all be from Walgett, but we all have connections and that's in the name and telling this is all one big family team. There's no better feeling like you win grand finals, you win other stuff, nothing tops this, this is the best feeling in the world. I'm here with Trent Rose and you guys have just won the knockout for WAC, how does it feel? Um, yeah, <laughs> it feels it feels good. Uh, very emotional, um, it's, as, as everybody knows, to, to win the knockout, it's very, not only physically, mentally, it's, it's also emotionally draining um, and, you know, uh, we, we had a lot of odds against us. We had a really hard draw again, but um, we stood up every time. So, yeah. And what does the win mean for the community? Uh, look, it's, it just keeps Walgut on the map. Um, we represent Walgut wherever we go, uh, whether it be out there, Sydney or worldwide. Um, you know, Walgut's staying on the map and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. And do you have any thank yous to anyone that's helped get you guys here? Our mum. <laughs> um, she, she's, you know, she's the glue behind everything. Um, Everybody that helps her, like all the supporters and fans, they, they all know who they are. Um, everybody that helps with our, with our little knockouts that we run and stuff, um, it's it's a 12-month thing that we do. It doesn't just, you know, it's not a couple of weeks preparation and, um, you know, all our fans and stuff that are always here supporting us through thick and thin, um, good times and bad, it's, it's, it's for them. And how will planning go for next year? When will you guys start planning? <laughs> Probably celebrate for a couple of days, rest up, and then uh, you'd have to get straight into it. How does it feel to have won the knockout with WAC this year? No, very special, just through everything that we come through as a team. Had a lot of doubters out there, a lot of people, but we fought as a team there. A lot of heart, playing for the jersey, playing for our family, and what it means to be WAC. And, um, yeah, what a battle all the way through. And, yeah, it was very special, especially seeing the young fellas coming through now, as an older player now. I love seeing them come through and, and really play for that jersey and play for that pride, eh? And what does it mean to the community to have won? It means everything, eh? I love Walgett, a very special little community, but all of our families too. Like, I'm from Ivanhoe, Far West, and what it means out there, and all of our families everywhere, it means everything. So, like I said, played for a lot of heart there and played for the jersey, and uh, very special all the way through, eh? And you're listening to NITV Radio. 
Welcome back. I'm your host, Luana Grant. Still to come on the program, NITV Radio caught up with community and players at the Koori Knockout to yarn to them about what the knockout means and the importance of the event each year to show to showcase talent and black excellence on the footy field. But first, Linda Burney, Minister for Indigenous Australians, attended the Koori Knockout over the weekend. She spoke to me about the importance of the knockout, the Yes campaign, and what she sees for the future of our country on the 14th of October as we head towards the Voice to Parliament referendum. I'm here with Auntie Linda Burney at the 2023 Korean Knockout. Can you just tell us a little bit about what you love so much about coming to the Knockout? I come to the Knockout every year. It's a chance to catch up with everyone, uh, to look at the stalls. And I have to say that the 2023 Knockout is the biggest I've ever seen. It's fantastically organised, so congratulations to the Newcastle All Blacks. What's your favourite knockout memory of all the knockouts that you've been to? Do you have one standout memory that you that comes to mind? I think the, um, there have been some hilarious times in my younger years, uh, much more sedate these days. But it's just, uh, I remember going to one out at... Uh, Walga, that's a long, long time ago. We'd never be able to cater for it now. But just the, the first, that was my first knockout. And I just remember thinking, wow, this is the biggest gathering of uh, First Nations people probably in the world. And it is such a celebration. And why do you think the knockout is so important to our community? I think it's, uh, well, we love football. <laughs> That's that's the first thing, and the, and the second thing is that it's a chance to catch up. I mean, when do we catch up at funerals? So this is a time for celebration. It's a time for showing uh, showing all the amazing stalls, but it's also a time um, to display black excellence in all its forms. And I mean, I remember two years ago when the um, Black Hockey Twos, they were a throw-together team and they took it out. I mean, that's, it's, that's what the knockouts are, knockout's about. And I really love the fact that there's junior and women's teams as well. As well. Yeah, and I was going to say, were you able to catch any of the women's games on the, on the Friday? I, I wasn't, but I kept... I was um, in Newcastle, but I know that the Redfern and All Blacks did pretty well. And I hear that you'll be speaking today, Saturday at midday. Can you tell us a little bit about what you'll be talking about? Uh, two things. I'll be talking about the importance of the knockout. I mean, the last thing you want to do is a long speech at the knockout. Uh, and I'll also be talking about, obviously, the Yes campaign and the importance of uh, a successful vote and what it will mean to our people. And finally, on the 14th of October, what do you hope to see for this country? On the 14th of October, I want to see a a successful uh, yes vote uh, because there are hundreds of thousands of Australians uh, that are wishing the same thing. Great. Thank you so much, Arnie Linda, for joining me. Thank you so much. It was the third year that the Wiradjuri Aboriginal Rivers side competed at the knockout and the first year that their women's team competed. The men's team made it through to the grand final but were defeated by Walgett Aboriginal Connection. I caught up with Auntie Lynn Orcher at the grounds whose son Bailey Hartwig captained the men's Wiradjuri Aboriginal Rivers side. Hi, my name's Lynn Orcher. Um, I'm with the Wiradjuri Aboriginal 
Rivers um, side. Um, I'm a I'm a Cunha girl from out the back of Burke there. Um, yeah, so we're here with the boys today, just supporting them. And um, my boy um, Bailey Hartwig, he's the captain of the um, the men's war side. And this is, uh, I think you said, the third time that this team has been in the knockout. What's it like to come here and support your son and the team? Oh, just just the feeling of you know the, the coming together and the connectedness of the. Um, the kinship. So Wiradjuri Aboriginal Rivers represents the um, all the rivers that, that run. Um, you know, so like we said to the boys, the bloodlines that, that are connected like rivers running, then, you know, um, coming here to, to, to this modern-day corroboree and, um, you know, more like still an introduction of, of, of war, a new side to the um, to the Koori knockout, you know, always always gets everyone talking and, um, you know, everyone's here and focused for that one goal and to see our boys in the grand final against um, a fine team like Walgut Aboriginal Connection, you know, it's a, um, it's a privilege on this platform. So, And can you tell us a little bit about how your son has gone coaching the team and bringing them together in the preparation in the lead-up? Sure. So, so Ben Gunn ben Gun is the... Um, he, he, he's the one that, that, that started the team. Um, so a conversation with... With Bailey and Jeremy Gordon, Jeremy Gordon, I believe, around um, getting a team together and um, you know mixing it with the big name teams um, a couple of years ago, and then COVID hit and that set it back a bit. But um, you know, coming together and bringing together a fine group of um, of men and, and footballers, footballers that are um, all connected in, in some way um, to bring this team together, and it seems to have been coming to fruition with them in the grand final. And what have been your favourite moments from the weekend watching the boys and just at the knockout? Uh, my favourite, my favourite moment. So um, I'm an old Burke Wheel girl. We won the knockout back in um, 1995. So um, we haven't been to the knockout on a Monday, but this this weekend, most certainly, the um, just the coming together of, of communities and nations, and you know, from all across New South Wales, and um, all all here for the one purpose and getting together, and it's like a big reunion for everybody. But watching our watching our war side and then our women's side played for the first time. Um, this year and um, just went down narrowly to, to Redfern All Black. So, you know, an, achie- an achievement in such a short time over the, over the three years of, of representing, then, you know, they're coming through and, and establishing a good, na- solid name for themselves. Yeah, I'm proud of Bailey Jack. Bailey Jack's um, chipped away and, um, you know, he's a young man that's um, connected to, to every player and every member of, of um, Wiradjuri Aboriginal Connection. And, um, you know, he's only a young fella himself um, coming through and he's a good leader, you know, which... which but it's the it's the older men that you know have given him those, given him that you know those all that leadership qualities from themselves and just passed down all that wisdom and the knowledge and stuff. And um, you know he's a wise kid and um, he seems to be really, really getting himself to a position where um, you know has proven over the weekend that his his leadership skills are really developed and and fine tuning those. And he's he's done well because he's he's not the oldest in the team, but he most he most certainly is. Um, is is a respectful kid. Um, I'm very proud of him. You know, we've had, we've got our own sort of journey as as well. So, um, you know, um, yeah, I'd I'd like to. You know, I would no prouder mother. I don't think to see him. Um, yeah, bring it home today with his boys. Yinjamara Johnson played in his very first knockout over the weekend alongside his family. He explains what playing in the knockout means to him and his community. Yeah, the Marang Yundo Yinjimara Johnson. Um I'm Rajari Barkanji Nyampa and from all over the joint from Kia Creek, from Motowinji, Wakanya and Kiara. And what team are you playing for this year at the knockout? 
playing for a Ramby All Blacks. And is this your first time playing at the knockout? Yes, it is. What does it mean to you to be able to play in the knockout, also it being your first time? How have you found the experience? Oh, it's, it's great to be around all my people and it's an honour to like play and be... Because I don't live in Kiara and they still let me play for their team, so I've been very honoured and starting to. So it's just like a great feeling to be around all my people too. And in the team... You obviously have lots of cousins. What's it like to be able to play alongside your cousins as well? Oh, it's great. Boys I haven't played with in years too and my cousins and feel like we kind of know each other so we can just play off each other really easy. And what would a win mean for your community? Oh, it'd be great. It'd just mean a lot because everyone loves to win but it'd mean a lot, especially for all them boys too. What did it feel like running out for the first time? Were you really nervous and, like, you could hear everyone yelling out for you? What What was that like? How did it feel? Oh, it felt great. It felt like there was people there for me and I, I had very good support from all my family. I was just loving it. What do you love most about Knockout Weekend? Oh, just being around everyone, seeing all the footy and then getting to play. It's just great. SBS is updating its radio schedule. From October 5, there will be more times to listen. With repeated programming on Wednesday, Friday and Saturday at 6pm on SBS 1. To find out more, visit sbs.com.au slash audio. NITV. Welcome back. You're listening to NITV Radio. Throughout the four days at the Koori Knockout, NITV Radio was there to connect with Mob and interview the community and players who attended to find out what the knockout means to them, what their favourite knockout moment is, and the best thing about the weekend. Uh, my name's Kelly. I'm from Port Edel in WA, but I've lived in Sydney now on Gadigal land for about 12 years. Yeah, and are you here for the knockout to watch any particular team? Yeah, go whack. <laughs> the Rose Boys, yeah, they're my cousins. What's your favourite thing about the knockout? Oh, mob. Seeing all the mob, you know, family you don't get to see, meeting new family. You know, I feel like I see Sydney mob here more than I do in Sydney. Hello, my name's Chase Shepherd, and I play for the Tamworth Crows. And what position do you play? front row. What do you love the most about being able to play? Oh, I get to see all the other teams, represent my town, my people. And do you have any other family playing over the weekend? Uh, my cousin Yindi Amaru Johnson plays for Arambi and um, Braden Nee, my cousin, he plays for um, Godfrey Swan Memorial Team. What's it like watching your family play? Uh, a real proud moment, watching them run around represent themselves, their people. My name's Connor. Um, I'm from Kilmillaroy. So is this your first knockout, or if not, how many knockouts have you been to? No, I think this is my third knockout. And what's your favourite thing about the knockout? Probably watching the games and seeing like all the, all the NRL players in and stuff. Who are you most excited to see out of all the NRL players today? Uh, Fox. Yeah? And who are you going to go for today? Probably Blacktown or Sydney All Blacks. Say that you're playing in an NRL team and you had to pick two NRL players to play in the team with you. Who would be your dream players? Fox and Chelmeet. 
Um, my mob is Fullers. I'm playing for Newcastle Dolphins, and hopefully we take the win out. And is this your first knockout? Uh, nah. Played, like, in under 12s. <laughs> and what would it mean for a win for you and your team and your community? Um, yeah, we got good. I reckon the boys, the boys will love it. And what position do you play? Uh, centres. What is your post-knockout feed? Um, Devon. <laughs> and what's it like watching like your family run out and play? Yeah, it's mad, mad competition. The boys just get in front. It's Ebony Carberry. I'm from Three Ways Mission. And what team are you going for today? I'm supporting the Redfern All Blacks women's. And what would a win feel like today for the All Blacks? Oh, pretty good. The girls been working hard, you know. Good little win for them. Get their spirits back up. Yeah. And how's this weekend been for you in general? What have you been up to? been good to see friends that I haven't seen, catch up with mob, having a good time. Modern day corroboree. Hi, I'm Evie. I'm from, I'm Bunjalung, Gumbangi and Grangarang. And I play for Waterloo Storms. Um, I'm Mekun Lee and I'm Dungadi and Waka Waka and I'm playing for Waterloo Storms. Um, my name's Arana Mundane. I'm a Bunjalung Wiradjuri woman and I'm happy to be playing with Waterloo Storms. And what did preparation for the knockout look like for you girls? Getting my Spotify playlist properly. And then I have to get the my right number and I have to train really hard for it. Yeah, just um, getting, the, getting up early and getting the girls already, getting pumped. Training, we train like six to eight weeks before the career knockout. Sprint training, fitness, just all around. Hi, my name is Harper Jones. And how old are you? And nine years old. And who are you going for today? And, um, Darkie John. What's your favourite thing about the knockout so far? It's like you don't know who's going to get out. Or who's going to win. And what team would you play for when you can play for the knockout? Darker John. It's great just to be around the kids. Um, coaching the Newcastle Emus under-17s. I've been with that club for a few years now, so it's, it's good to see the next generation of young people coming through. You know, a lot of sons and nephews of guys that, who I've played with and, and seen play over the years. So it's, it's good to now have my son involved in the 13s and starting his you know, it's his first knockout and his knockout journey for hopefully many years to come. What was the preparation like for the team? It's a challenge because you get, you know, teams that play together all the, every year, all, all year round, every week, all year round, and then you get a couple of different guys that come in there. That it's, it sort of it usually takes the first game to sort of get some combinations together. So that's good. The, the more you can win, the more you can play, um, the better you go. What would a knockout win mean to you and your team and the community? You know, it's just about giving young people exposure to this sort of stuff. Like, it's, you know, men, men, men's and women's have played in these things for, you know, 10 and been around it for 10 and 20 years. Sometimes, some of these kids, it's their first experience at a knockout. And, you know, just talking to my young bloke then, and the amount of people that you run into, it's, it's a great thing that you're, that you're catching up with people that's not at funerals. You know, we, too many times for us, mob, we're always catching up like that. So it's, it's great to be around it's great to you know if you can win some games it's a bonus but at the end of the day it's, a, it's about the experience for the young people um, getting them in and around different families and different people from all over the from all over the east coast and you've played in lots of knockouts in the past what's your best knockout moment i i, I can't go past uh scotty Laurie uh doing a grubber kick off the kickoff um when he was playing for south coast at Bathurst. I reckon the Bathurst knockout was one of the coldest times I've ever been in on, on earth, but um, Scotty Laurie's uh, try that he set up when he grubbed off the kickoff when they were only they were about eight points beyond with 30 seconds to go or something like that, and the team come back and scored two tries and won the game. So that's what knockout footy's all about. Uh, Lavina Phillips um, from Redfern, Redfern All Blacks, uh, Bundjalung woman. I'm um, playing halfback. 
think this will be my 10th knockout. Yeah, 10th KO. <laughs> and what's preparation been like before the knockout? Uh, uh, yeah, a lot of, lot of um, we've had a few sessions together. we played comp all year. We've got a, a good young team with a mix of um, experience, so it's good to have the youth and the energy. But, yeah, some old heads steer them around. So we've actually prepared really well this, this year. And what would a win feel like for you and for your community? Mate, they're just they're, they're riding a storm back home. Uh, they've been cheering us on social media, so yeah. What's your favourite thing about the knockout, or what's your favourite knockout memory? Knockout memory would probably be the 2017 knockout. Uh, we won the grand final. With, we have a bit of understrength, so we were the underdogs going into that KO. And um, it was uh, off the back of a great year for me. It was like seven grand final wins in that whole year I didn't lose a game so that's got to be the one of the sweetest KO memories <laughs> winning in um, extra time Norman John Button from born in Walgut raised in Mangandai proud Gumroy man what team are you playing for? Uh, Dark and John Waters I play prop front row uh, I've been playing in the knockouts since uh, 2009 so it's been a few years and um, had a couple of years out but um it's good to be back on the Central Coast. And what do you love the most about playing in the knockout? As a player, um, it's a different. It's different. It's about um, you know meeting new people. But um, most importantly, you got your community behind you. So, so when we play football out there, it's 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 a do or die thing. Like we're going to war. We're not we're not either win the one game we either win the knockout that'd be like winning a lot of to win a knockout for me personally I'd probably retire but you know it, it, it means so much to um to win a knockout um do you have a favorite knockout memory or moment yes probably my first knockout <laughs> I played in um, Armadale in um 2009 and we won our first two games in the first day but come the Sunday we all went out Saturday night and I had the first hit up against uh, Minda River and um, yeah I got my head taken off. Jamin Wyman come from uh, Wilkenia well, West New South Wales. What does coming to the knockout mean to you and your community? Uh, it means a lot to our community. It's been over 25 years since we put a team in Wilkenia Boomerang so it's good to be back after you know a long time out uh, out of the game but been a lot of small knockouts but yeah the big one we haven't been for nearly 30 years, 25 years, so it's good to be back amongst it with our little community town, far west New South Wales, so yeah, everyone's looking forward to it. Got a men's team in for this year and hopefully down the track we can get younger teams to come, like under-18s or the women's and stuff to come and join us. Um, my name's Drill and I'm a UN boy from down Wallaga Lake. <laughs> And which team are you playing for this weekend? Oh, Bowen. Bowen. Yeah. And can you tell me a little bit about the team that you're playing for in New Jersey? You've got deadly designs on there. Yeah, all the, all the um, uncles started the team up um, back in because, um They weren't allowed the, all the mission boys to play. So they started up um, Bree Warner and it's been a team ever since then, since the uncles created it. And what's your favourite thing about being at the knockout? Oh, just having a mad time up here playing, playing some good footy. Seen all the mob again. I'm Nate Kennedy from Tamworth. My name's Harry Thorne from Bathurst. Jackson Ballinger, Wollongong. Bailey Crawford, Mongara. Ruby Thorne, Bathurst. I'm Cheyenne Baker. Um, 
I'm Gwambangi and Dangari. I'm Tamei Kelly Sines, I'm from Kempsey and I'm Dangari. I'm playing for Dangari Connections. I'm playing for Gwambangi Rams. And what does playing in the North Gallery means to you? I think it's really cool that um, we get to come back and play for our mob and community. And I just love seeing and catching up with mob as well, it's really good to see. Yeah, that's the same as my uh, I feel like, yeah, it's like we come together and like it's our weekend to like connect with all our family over the weekend and like play with each other and play for our mob as well. Um, I guess rely on each other to bring that strength um, from the community as well. It's pretty exciting to see. Shout out back, uh, to the mob back in Kempsey. Yeah, shout out to the, um, all the mob in Kempsey and all the mob up in Gumbanga country, Coffs and Nambaka. I am Scott Lyons and I'm from Sydney. I'm playing for the Bayugal Descendant. I'm playing Lock Front Row. What's the preparation been for this weekend? What's it look like for your team? Uh, everyone just getting together early in the week, a couple of training sessions. Uh, the boys are just, you know, figuring it out, moving around the park, throwing the ball around. Yeah, that's the prep. And what would a win feel like for you and your team? Oh, it'd be amazing. Biogul hasn't had a side in their knockout for 30 years, so this is the first time, and it would mean the world if we won. Shout out to Matthew Gordon, Eli Roberts. Uh, Fredo Buchanan West, he couldn't make it uh, this weekend, he's very unfit. Hey guys, uh, Jackie White now, proud Baradjuri man. I uh, grew up in Orange, New South Wales. Um, all my family is from Peak Hill Condo. Playing with WAC today, um, playing left centre. Uh, it's been an amazing experience. The Rose Brothers, they've been a massive part of my life. They're, they're part of my um, management crew, you know, they really changed things around for me. And then also got some little cousins that are floating around, you know, so um, representing all them and everybody else at the carnival has been a really cool experience. And what does playing in the knockout mean to you? Yeah, it's awesome. Um, anybody who's been around here, it's, it's um, you know, you see all the little kids, how happy they are, and yeah, it's putting smiles on faces. And what would it mean to win a knockout today? That'd be huge. Um, this is my first one since being a little kid, so um, it's been a big couple of days. Tough footy, uh, real tough footy, actually. Yeah, so it'd be massive to finish off with a win. Uh, Rika Lamb, um, Murawari girl from Gaduga, originally. My name's Robin Draper. I'm Gomeroy, but I'm originally from Maitland. And which team are you playing for this weekend? Newcastle Yowies. Yeah. I play out in the centres. Uh, I'm utility, fullback or winger. Yeah, it's a bit hot out there to be running around um, in that fullback position, but... Um, this is my nine years actually with Yowies, so yeah, still still running around. Um, by the end, because we play season all year, like all of us girls are spread out, so by the end of that season I think we're all just itching to come here and play together again every year. Yeah, we don't have training sessions, we just rock up and meet everyone yeah. on the day, but there's you know girls in the team that have been playing together <laughs> for ten to nine years, So, and then a few new girls that come in for the weekend due to injuries and stuff like that, so... It uh, means everything to come and represent the families and, you know, those that have passed within the club that were, you know, the founders um, uh, of the Newcastle Yowie. So it's good to come and put a jersey on and represent them as well. Hi, you're listening to the radio off TV. And that's all we have time for on today's program. Before we go, I'd just like to do a big shout-out to Maddie Norris, who assisted me over the weekend at the Koori Knockout getting all the content for today's show, Big Slay. And you can listen back to the program anytime online or catch any of our stories on our website. NITV Radio will be back on Friday with more stories from right across the country. I'm your host, Lawana Grant. Mandungor, have a great day.